Well, good evening again, everyone. My name's Adam, and I want to welcome you to the Mustard Seed Stream. We thank you for choosing to take part with us and joining us tonight. We look forward to spending some time with you as we continue to share Jesus and what he means to us. As we began this ministry, we first spoke of what salvation was, and then last week we got into a little bit of the personal stories and and what salvation means to us chucky shared a little bit of his testimony i think i wound up sharing a little bit of mine uh just couldn't help it <laughs> but uh, <laughs> tonight i believe brother carol is going to start for us uh, sharing a little bit about his experience with salvation and uh, I'm anxious to hear it. I, you know, honestly, it's it's crazy to think. 16 years, we've known one another. Uh, a fellow brother in Christ, a fellow minister, preacher, pastor. I've never heard his testimony. <laughs> <laughs> and that's shame. Uh, well, shame on me. No, no, shame on all of us, right? So I think that that's yeah. a perfect example uh, of what we're doing here and what we hope to accomplish. We're, we're getting into some things that we just often overlook, you know? Mm -hmm. We're getting into some stuff, talking about some things that uh, a lot of times we just take for granted. You know, I, I believe, honestly, in a lot of Carol's and I's conversation, Chucky and I's conversation, uh, just hearing the vocabulary that we use and and kind of being in tune with one another in the Holy Spirit, we things are sometimes just assumed. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a lot of times uh, that we can assume another person's salvation. Yeah. And I'm willing to say that there's been times that we've probably been wrong in our assumptions. Yep. Um, that's probably right. But uh, I hope that's not the case for either of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find yeah. out. <laughs> and uh, and it, I hope that it's not the case that you find with me. Uh, I, I'll tell you, it's certainly not, and I don't expect that it will be. But uh, <laughs> seeing several people in chat, just want to speak out to you and say hello to you. Uh, Karen Smith, Linda Stallard, Mary Holbrook, uh, Connie Jesse, uh, seeing Alan Lane again. It's good to see you guys in chat. We appreciate you being here. Appreciate you tuning in and taking part, like we've already said. Uh, so tonight, as we get into the stream, we just want to say up front and foremost, uh, as we have these conversations and as we get into some things, uh, our number one goal is to share Jesus. Amen. Uh, yes, it is. Surely we're, we're going to tell you some of our own experiences and a lot of things. We're going to share a lot of stories, but uh, it's not about us. And I, I feel like we all agree in, in that statement. It's all about Christ and his crucifixion, his death, burial, and resurrection. Yes, it is. And to know, according to the word, that because he lives, we can live also and that's a blessing to know and that's what we hope to talk about is, is that life that we found in christ um chuck i, I want to say again before we get uh get into carol's testimony and into his story of salvation and his experience i want to say again chuck how much i appreciate what you shared with us last week and how much i enjoyed it um absolutely it, it's it's refreshing to to hear some testimonies um, you know, you get in church a lot of times, and you've got that one person that seems to stand up and speak. And right now on stream, I guess it seems like it's me that does a lot of talking. <clears throat> but anyway, we, you, you get to where you get in a hurry, you know? And, yeah. and, and uh, you, you think, well, we, we don't have much time left. And I know a lot of people are wanting to get out of here, but it, it's good. It's good to take time to slow down just a little bit. And be able to tell somebody what Jesus has done for you. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of people that can relate on a lot of different levels. And I've really enjoyed it so far. And like I say, looking forward to tonight. Looking forward to hearing from Carol. So I'm going to shut my mouth. I'm going to do my best to be quiet. Of course, we're going to chime in a little bit from time to time. And maybe ask some questions. And I encourage you, if you're in chat, uh, 
if you have uh, anything that you have questions about uh, by all means just speak up if we have answers we'll share them if we don't we'll tell you we don't and we'll yep. study and try to find one we don't want to offer our opinion we want to offer what god's word says about everything so exactly with that said i'm gonna hush and i'm gonna let brother carol if he would just go right on and share what he would with us yeah adam's got the ball rolling you know, and is this sort of pick it back up from where we was at in our last conversations? You know, we, we've heard Adam's story. We've heard Chuck's story. We've talked about a testimony. You know, that's our, that's our story. You know, and we all got different stories. And I've, I've spent uh, a lot of time today knowing that we was going to do this this evening, just thinking back on my story. And I, I went back to my age 16 and then I thought, well, you know what? No, yeah, I got to go back further than that. And I went to age 15 and then I said, no, I got to go back earlier than that. And I went about to age seven or eight, you know, as, as my experience with church and <clears throat> maybe this is the way it's been for some people. Maybe it's, it's not been, but I, I do remember as a kid, mom taking us to church and, and we would visit different churches. And I, I remember being, real small and i remember sunday mornings waking up on a sunday morning you know and flipping on the tv now at that time they had uh, rocky and bullwinkle mm-hmm. and i don't y'all know who rocky oh, and yeah. Bullwinkle. oh yeah oh yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so we had rocky and bullwinkle and i wanted to watch that but the time that rocky and bullwinkle came on was the time that we had to leave to go to church yeah you know, so i wasn't too happy about that <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to get to watch any cartoons, but I took a couple of matchbox cars. I do remember that. I remember crawling up under the pews and, you know, playing with my cars. And I could hear the preacher preach and, you know, being uh, where we've grown up. And in the era that I grew up in uh, here in Southwest Virginia, we had a lot of um, mountain preachers. You know, they'd preach hard. They'd preach loud. Mm. Uh, spitted fly, you know, that kind of thing. You know, and as a kid, I was just taking all this in. Um, but I kept hearing the name Jesus. I kept hearing that name over and over, Jesus, Jesus. And um, so let, let me ask y'all, what, what was the uh, earliest y'all was in church that you can remember as a kid? Well, uh, I, I, go ahead, Chuck. Let me, I'm, I said I was going to hush. You go ahead. Go ahead. And then I'll say <laughs> Well, I, I I know that I have been, mom and dad took me to church, even as a little baby. Uh, you know, that, that was a, that was something they've told me over time. But, uh, now some of my fondest memories is, is, uh, the Sunday school classes, the vacation Bible school, uh, the youth group, the trips that yeah. we would go on, you know, uh, that's what I really remember about church and, and that's where. I think I really first heard Jesus and it would stick with me, you know, uh, the preachers, like you say, they, they preach their message and, uh, and, uh, I'm sure all that, I was taking all that in, but where it really stuck with me, I think was with Sunday school and Bible school and stuff like that. So, yeah, me too. I, I relate to that 100%. Uh, I, so I, I think that a lot of our stories kind of align when it comes to some of those things, especially when Carol was mentioning the, the cartoons. I, I remember that plain as day. Uh, I, I can remember sitting in the living room floor. I didn't watch TV on the couch. I sat in the floor as close to the TV as I could get. You know, and, and TVs weren't on mounted above the fireplace. <laughs> no. The TVs were in a wooden cabinet. You know, that was a piece of furniture, and that you weighed had, about eight hundred yeah, pounds. Yeah. <laughs> so I was sitting in in the so I would sit in the floor in the living room, and I would watch cartoons just as close to the TV that I could get. And I had a thing for Little Debbie cakes. Still got a thing for Little Debbie cakes. <laughs> but I would take I would take some cakes, and, I, and I'm going to tell on myself here, uh, but. I would eat the little Debbie cakes, and then I would take my wrappers, and I would stuff them underneath the television <laughs> instead of getting up and, and going and throwing them in the trash. Uh, but anyway, I can remember sitting there eating the little Debbie cakes for breakfast. That's probably not what you should be eating. I'm thinking of the little Christmas trees and the little yeah. thing. That's what I yeah. I was snacking around on. But it was mom was always ready, and I guess she had already got me ready. But uh, it was always her trying to pry me away from that television, trying to pry me away from the uh, cartoons long enough to get in the vehicle to get to church. But 
we would always dress up in our Sunday uh, clothes or Sunday get up, and we would uh, head into the church. But like Chucky said, I guess the even see, I remember the church before salvation right so i remember that from childhood mm-hmm. i remember the being taught the lessons in sunday school uh, i remember making the progress through the sunday school classrooms going from age to age and group to group and working our way up uh and one of the lessons that still just stands out in my mind is is uh the lesson of uh the man that they lowered in through the temple through the roof Uh, of of the temple uh our sunday school teacher had taken a shoe box and and cutting a hole out in the top of a shoe box and we had might have been little i don't know what they were toys dolls or figures that we would uh lower down in and and that was something that stood out in my mind but always you could hear the the church that i grew up in uh you could hear through the walls so you could hear the lesson that was going on in the sanctuary and, and and you could uh uh, hear any preaching also if if sunday school uh if they held us over a little bit but i remember the the same type of preaching that was what i grew up around was the uh, uh the the spit flying and and <laughs> snot and and the handkerchiefs wiping and and all that yeah. so you know that that was something that i i became used to at a young age you know mm-hmm. so it was something that i just considered normal you know it yeah, was nothing right. out of the ordinary for me to hear a preacher get loud um but but that's the way it started for me that's that was my start in church was how a lot of people start you know you get taken to church as you're a child but it, it's something that even though you think that a lot of those things go unnoticed there are values and things that are instilled that you're just not even aware of absolutely that's what I was thinking too, the importance, because that seems to be a common tie as we talk, you know, something that we remember from a younger age. This was before we got saved, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and, and that it had an impact on us. I remember the the Bible drills where you had to hurry up and look up a verse that they'd oh, give yeah. you in your Bible. And I remember learning uh, John three sixteen. you know, that was like the first verse I ever uh, memorized and, uh, uh, j- then I got to thinking about <clears throat> vacation Bible school. Mm-hmm. You know, that had a big impact on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think mom would take us to every church that had a vacation Bible school that was in a different week. <laughs> might have been like free babysitting or something. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah. but, but I remember that and doing the crafts and, you know, we'd make crosses out of matchsticks and those kind of things. Those things had an impact. And so if, you, if there's any parents out there watching, or if there's any leaders in the church, I, I want to just take this opportunity to say it's important. It yeah. is extremely important yes. that our children are hearing about Jesus. Yeah, it makes a difference. Uh, it does make a difference. Yeah. And then in our school, go ahead. I'm sorry, brother. Oh, no, I wouldn't. Oh, <laughs> I, I was thinking, uh, uh, you know, again, as I was going through the day, I was thinking back younger, you know, as a younger age. We had uh, Uncle Hank and Aunt Joyce. That, that was what they called themselves. And they would come around to, um, to our schools. I think I was in sixth and seventh grade when I seen them. They'd take this, uh, this big poster board and they'd take chalk and they would draw out these Bible scenes. They would uh, draw out the tomb and, and Jesus' resurrection, draw the cross and the little, these little characters that, uh, uh, about the Bible story. And I, I just remember that. That was something exciting for me to hear these Bible stories. And so that's at a younger age. We talked about the word conviction, you know, in our past Mm -hmm. conversations on other streams. And I thought, you know, um, I I need to mention that again, conviction, because there come that time when I was convicted. There come a time when I knew I was guilty, just like I was sitting on a, on a a witness or not a witness stand, but just like I was sitting in a courtroom and a judge announced that I was guilty. There come a time that I knew I was guilty and that was age 15, you know, so I was, you know, going to church, but when you're in your teenage years, you're not, you know, this is not too cool to be here. And, uh, you know, but I could still hear those preachers preaching, you know, and they was preaching Jesus Christ they was preaching the cross, death, burial, and resurrection. They was preaching the blood of Jesus. And I can remember grabbing hold of the pew in front of me. Uh, and I've heard some people call it white knuckling that pew. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, they'd give that altar call 
And the altar call, for those that may not know, you know, it's, it's just that wooden bench up front uh, where you go up to the front and you bow down and you pray. And I'm like, oh, man, I, I just I'm not going to go up there. But I kept feeling that drawing, that pull, and I was yeah. fighting it. Oh, yeah. I was fighting it with everything within me because this is why I was fighting it. One, well, one, I knew I was guilty mm-hmm. yeah. and I knew the penalty for that was death. I knew that. Yeah. And I'd heard enough about hell preaching and heaven preaching that I knew that there was a destination that I didn't want to go to, right. which is called hell. And so I said, okay, there's a penalty. I'm guilty. Now at a young age, you know, I might not have been able to put it into words like I'm putting it in right now, but now I can actually verbalize it, put it into words. But at that time, I was just clinging to that pew, wanting the service to be over so fast so that I could <laughs> get out of yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then at least that got me through to another yeah. another week. And, uh, you know, that went on. I was getting ready to turn 16. And, of course, uh, when you turn 16, you get your driver's license. That's like the ticket for freedom right there. Yeah. And I had all these <laughs> things I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, I wanted out of there. I mean, I, I wanted to be out. Yeah. You know, and I'll do things. And maybe some of the things that I had in mind wasn't churchy (laughs) so so i I was just holding back i was just holding back everything i had and so that that is at age 16 well that went on for two years until Mm. i was 18 that went on you know the the same preaching death burial and resurrection jesus christ dying on the cross for my sins and that i needed to believe and accept him as my savior well turned 18 and I went into the military, went into the Air Force. And this is what was in the back of my mind. This is what I was thinking. Well, maybe these things that I'm hearing is just because I'm living in this area. And if I get out of this area, you know, and I go into the military, then I'll be away from this. Right. You know, I won't have to hear this no more. And maybe this guilty feeling that, I, that I'm going through, it'll go away. So I joined the Air Force, went into basic training. It was down in Texas. And uh, so I went down there to Texas and I thought, man, I'm going to get away from this. But when I got to Texas, here's the thing. When I got to Texas, I found out that Jesus was the same in Texas (laughs) as he was in Southwest Virginia. I bet that was an eye opener for you. (laughs) Yeah, it was for me. yeah, Yeah, because I'm like, well, the Jesus is the same down here, you know, so it's not the area that I'm from. Could you yeah. could you say and, that you related to Jonah just a little bit? <laughs> I believe I could. Because, yeah, I know, mean, because that's what I I'm hearing. <laughs> he was on the run. He was trying to escape. You thought, so isn't that interesting? You thought that, uh, that if you could just make it to 16, get yeah. your license, man, that's my get escape. My that's my yeah. escape. I'll get out of here. So you got your license. You didn't escape it. You faced no, it for no, another two years. It. So 18 comes and you think, all right, now what I'm going to do is I'll, I'll join the military. I'm going to go down yep. to Texas. So you find yourself down in Texas. You've left the state now at this point. It's not <laughs> just you're going to run away from home for a little bit, but now you've left the state and you've moved to the southern part of the country here and it's still there. Yeah, it's yeah. still there. I'm thinking yeah, Carol ran off to Texas. I was trying to just to get to the bathroom to get. Away, you know? <laughs> <laughs> if I could just get out to the bathroom, I won't yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting, you know. But I think I think I can relate to that. I think I can relate to that feeling that you just there. So there's a choice I think that we make, right? Yeah. When, it when is. man, a choice. when when God starts to speak to your heart, you're you're presented with a choice, and this is that conversation that i talked about you know how that salvation really works like a conversation god speaks and then are you Mm going to continue that are you going to speak back are you going to call out to him as well but a a lot of us try to act like well i didn't hear you (laughs) you know i didn't didn't hear that and if i can just get here to the bathroom if i could just make my way out of uh the line of sight if uh, maybe I could get out of the parking lot, get back to the vehicle. Yeah. Carol's wanting to go to Texas. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you'd think that by the time you hit Texas, man, you would be free in the clear, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah you've been traveled several states at yeah. that point. Wow. You know, and you're down there, and and the, then you're coming across these. We had uh, some uh, on the base uh, chaplain ministers, so I knew enough to know that you know here I am. I'm 18. I'm on my own. 
I'm by myself because I don't know nobody down here. Right. Yeah. And I'm looking for, I'm looking for that place of comfort, something that's familiar. So when Sunday rolled around for those that wanted to, they could go to the base chapel. Mm-hmm. And so come some, uh, Sunday rolled around and I, Hey, I was going to take part of that. I wasn't going to stay in the barracks. I'm, I'm going to go to church. So uh, we marched in formation. We marched down to the church. I go and sit down. Well, I'm hearing the preacher, and the preacher's talking about the same stuff. He's talking about the cross. He's talking about Jesus. You know, and I'm sitting there, and I'm just, I'm processing it. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm thinking about choices. You said it. It's, it's choice. I've got to choose whether I'm going to continue to hide my guilt or to choose Jesus and just come clean. Just, just tell Jesus, hey, look, I did it. I'm guilty. Yeah. Uh, but the chaplain, he gave me, here's what he did. He gave me a Bible. Now, now, of course, where I grew up, the only Bible I knew was a King James Bible. I yeah. Mean, that's it. Right. Anything else, you know, was blasphemy. So. Yeah. But, but he gave me a, a, a New Testament. It was New Testament only. It was a paperback Bible. It had a little U.S. Air Force emblem on it. And I don't even know what version it is, but it's like modern English. Mm-hmm. And it had little pictures drawn in it. And it was the same type of pictures that Uncle Hank and Aunt Joyce used to draw. Wow. Same type of characters. Wow. Uh, and, you know, that just sort of caught my attention. And I'm like, whoa, you know, I, I've seen them draw these pictures before. And I just decided, you know, I had a lot of time on my hands. I just decided that I was going to read the through the Bible. Because once I started in Matthew, I thought, well, okay, I can do this. I ain't got nothing else to do. I ain't got no TV to watch. I'm just going to read it. So I start reading the stories and I start reading the stories of how Jesus interacted with people and the compassion that he had and the love that he had. And I got through Matthew. I was pretty happy about that. Went to Mark, started reading it. And of course, what I didn't know at the time is, is that, you know, it was just from a different perspective, but I, I was reading some of the same stories. I thought, Hey, wait a minute. I've read this before. And then I realized, <laughs> I Oh, I read it over in Matthew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I go through the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, I get into the, the epistles and I read those, and, you know, what I'm really going for is revelation because, yeah, you know, yeah. that's a mystery right there. Yeah. That's like a mystery novel. I want to get to revelation. Of course, when I got to revelation, it more than I could comprehend at the time, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I continued on and I read it. And uh, through those weeks and months that went by, I, I finally got through the New Testament. And, uh, you know, I believe Freddie had mentioned about, uh, you know, not getting saved in the church. Here's something that happened to me. And, you know, this, I didn't, I didn't get saved in a church. But what happened to me is after I finished reading that New Testament, um, it was late one night. I can't tell you the day. I can't tell you the exact day. I can tell you the time. It was about midnight. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was, I was trying to go to sleep and, uh, it just hit me. You know, I'm guilty. I got to come clean with God. Um, I've seen Jesus, his son. I've read his story. I've, I've seen his interaction with mankind and I've seen his love for me. And I just bowed down beside my bed. That's where I got saved. It was beside my bed in a barracks. Mm. Uh, and I cried like a baby. Yeah. I, I just did. It just, uh, it was tears of guilt. Then it was tears of joy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, yeah. and, uh, you, there was just the, the, the presence. It was, you can't, I can't put it into words. Right. I just knew that I wasn't alone. Yeah. At that time, I knew Jesus was right there with me. The Holy Spirit was working in me, and I got saved. Amen. Amen. Now, yeah. after that, first thing I wanted to do was to tell everybody. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, I don't know nobody down there, but I'm picking up the phone. <laughs> this is a pay phone, and I'm making phone calls. You know? Yeah. Calling yeah. my mom. I'm calling my uncle. Mm-hmm. You know, I want people to know, hey, I got yeah. saved. Yeah. Okay, now. This is where I made a mistake when I was a young Christian. I thought for what, everything I knew, I thought, okay, that's it. Okay. Now I'm saved. And now I, I just sit down on the pew and just wait. <laughs> you know, I thought yeah. that's what I did. Yeah. Just waiting wait. on my ride. Yeah. yeah just waiting on my ride. Yeah. I'm just waiting to get to heaven. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, the, did y'all experience that? I mean, what did, after you got saved, did you know what to do after that? Did I you- didn't. I did not have a clue what to do, but I felt this overwhelming desire to share with someone what had just happened to me. Yeah. There, I, I think there was just such joy and emotion that came with salvation that I didn't know any other way to get through it. It was like... Um, something that was it's been described in god's word as a fire that's shut up in your bones uh Mm -hmm. it's something that you felt like you you couldn't survive until it made its way out you just had to tell someone the good news that that it just took place uh that's the way i felt what about you chuck yeah i was the same way it just i knew that something had changed i could tell something had changed deep down inside of me and uh just needed to share it uh, mm-hmm. and at that point i guess that's the best i could do you know that's just yeah. all i could do <laughs> yeah. Right there. yeah just tell somebody what god had done for me and, right yeah and i was all about that hey i right. tell strangers i tell talk to them yeah. I tell them i probably had more fire then to tell people about jesus right. than i do now yeah. as a preacher right. and that's mm-hmm. a shame mm-hmm. but i mean that's how wired up i was i wanted to tell somebody yeah i agree I agree. Then what happened to me after that, I thought, okay, so I I got through basic training. They sent me to technical school. Uh, They're training me there. I'm getting that training, and I'm waiting for my my orders. Where am I going to be stationed? I wanted to be stationed in the United States. That's where I wanted. Anywhere in the United States would be fine. Just don't send me out of the country. Mm -hmm. I even started praying that. God, don't send me out of the country. (laughs) in the United States. Yeah. And uh, I got my orders that came in a, in a manila folder. I was all excited. I opened them up. I pulled the papers out and it said California on it. I seen California. I said, yeah, I can handle California. Yeah, I'll go out <laughs> to California. But what I didn't realize as I kept reading, California was the airport that I was flying out of. <laughs> that wasn't where on my final destination because <laughs> I was going to go to, to California. Then I was going to fly to Japan and then I was going to go to a place called the Philippines. Oh, yeah. I'm like, mm. oh, my goodness. Well, here I am. I'm, I'm going to leave the country. And and I, I really started praying then, God, help me, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, just a, I'm just a country boy from southwest Virginia. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But I tell you a thought that did go through my mind. I thought, well, maybe this Jesus thing. I mean, I knew I'm like Chuck. I knew there was a change. I knew there was something different. Uh, but I thought, well, maybe this is just an American thing. Maybe when I get in the Philippines, they won't be talking about Jesus over there. Not that I didn't want them to. It's just I thought, yeah. well, maybe they won't be. Right. You know, because it's a whole different country. So I flew over there. Plane landed. Man, it was like culture shock. I, I was it felt like I was thrust back in the 1950s. Oh. All the cars was that model. They weren't no new cars running around over there. Right. It was like 55 Chevys and Fords and, you know, all that. And I seen all these kids, they come running. And as soon as I got off the plane, they're, they're sell, they want to sell these little bottles of Coke, little, little bottles of Coca-Cola. And, and I'm just, I'm just culture shot. But here's what happened. I got to working with some Filipinos. They were American contractors. And I found out this. The same God whose son is Jesus Christ, the same Jesus that I heard in Southwest Virginia was the same Jesus that I heard in Texas is the same Jesus that I'm hearing in the Philippines, (laughs) which is halfway around the world. Isn't that amazing? And it blew me away. Yeah. I thought, okay, I'm on, if you, if you look at the globe, and look for the Philippines. It's like on the opposite side of where the United States is. Yeah. I'm thinking, wow, Jesus is the same here as he is in the United States. Amen. It just it blew me away. It, it, yeah. it, it's for me, just hearing it is really an eye opener <clears throat> to to think of even John three sixteen, for God so loved the world. We say that scripture and we've heard it so much that I'm afraid that some of us uh, have become a little bit callous to it. But but you think about God loving the world. That's a lot of people. (laughs) I mean, my mind, my mind can't comprehend it fully, but 
isn't it something that God can put you in a place and reveal a little bit to you and just you can you're able to get a little glimpse of him I think of the one that God told to hide in the cliff, and as he passed by, he'd let him see his hinder parts, you know? Mm, yeah. <laughs> because we can't we can't fully comprehend it now, but it it's something to think that one day after a while, when we receive these glorified bodies that we know of, we'll be able to fully comprehend who God is, how great and magnificent he is, yes, and, he is. and fully be able to appreciate him yeah. for the love that he's had for you and I and continues to have it's uh it's something for me to sit and listen listen to this just you you've taken us through so much so far already and i can't imagine what changes you were going through physically emotionally spiritually Uh there's just a lot to all this that that takes place and i find it so interesting that our stories can be as different as they are but we still the three of us even though our stories are different we come back to that same jesus that you talked about that was in the philippines that was in texas that was in california when you got on the plane (laughs) that is in southwest virginia it's it's something to think about uh what what i find so wonderful is god knows god knew how to speak to your heart carol he he knew what it would take and and how that it would work with you and and that you were a person that he was going to work on over a period of time it wasn't something that was just going to happen in a day or in 15 minutes it wasn't something that say like chuck it happened over the course of a few weeks and it wasn't Mm -hmm. something like that took place with me that happened in a matter of just a few minutes uh i went in with no intention of getting saved at all and no knowledge of any of it and god revealed all of it to me right there in just a few minutes and it was just like okay all right and i feel like (laughs) i feel like you do you know what anybody been to dollywood and you get like the i think they call them fast passes you know where you like you get to skip the line you know even maybe at disney or whatever it is and you get these dirty looks from these people like you've done (laughs) you know like what are you doing getting in front of me that's kind of how i felt like like i was I felt like God had given me a privilege right there in church that morning that maybe some folks hadn't had. It was like, yeah. I get to skip the line. I don't have to go through all this waiting. I don't have, you mean I can <laughs> accept him right now? Hey, if that's when God speaks to your heart, if, if that's Amen. how he works in your life, you can accept yeah. him right then and there. If it yeah. takes you a couple of weeks, two or three weeks, a month, a couple of months, okay. If it takes you over the course of several years and God dealing with you and, and revealing things to you in the way that he needs to reveal to you then so be it whatever it takes whatever it takes if if he touches your heart and salvation is the end result then praise god for that i'm I'm looking here at freddie and chad he said he had to tell everyone about it uh he said he can remember he called his dad and told him that he didn't have to worry about his soul any longer (laughs) that was an awesome feeling yeah i think that is awesome i've got three kids and i think that's something that that's probably one of the most important things that I think about a lot is, is, uh, my kids becoming to know Christ and, uh, you know, we can give them anything in this world. You know, I could buy them Disney world. Like Adam was talking about, well, sure. I could try to buy them Disney world. I could try to buy them the most expensive vehicle, I could try to buy them the most expensive house, but all that stuff, it's going to corrupt. It's going, Amen. it's going to go away. But yep. uh, the most important thing is salvation is Christ in our heart, you know. Yeah. Uh, Amen. So yes, it is. I, I'd say to Freddie's daddy there, that was probably one of the best things he had ever heard. I'm the sure. great, yeah. I imagine that uh, was probably a happy day for him. I would imagine so. You know, you think about that. You mentioned that, Chuck. That's really interesting. There's a lot of us, and I, a lot of things that I've thought about, a lot of parents, you think about these things. You think about your children. You want the best future that you can have for them, right? You want to set them up for the most successful life that they could have. You know, sure. uh, you want to see them uh, progress, uh, and you want to see them do good and prosper, you know? Uh, so you, what do you do? You, you try to get them into college. That's it's one of the first things that a lot of parents want to do. Get your children into college and, and get them a good education so that hopefully by the time they get out of school, they can find a good job to pay for all that education. 
right yeah. and then uh-huh. maybe as time goes on they'll be able to work and and make a life for themselves and maybe hopefully lord willing for their own family one day after a while uh you think of that and then of course you look at advice in retirement and all these things that you can invest in and you're investing in your future you're, you want a job that's got good insurance and good benefits and all this and and even still all of that one day comes to a close yes it does you know and and, and it's it comes to an end but then there's life after that so i really wish that we could invest more in those things that are eternal mm-hmm. and less in those things that are temporal yeah. you know and I realize wanna... how important it is go ahead brother. I, I really do want to echo what adam and chuck is saying here with the children uh i, I can't imagine a parent's heart you want to give them the best. You want to give them the things that you didn't have. You want to give them the opportunities they didn't have. You want to let them have the fun that you didn't have. Yeah. You know, you get them into sports or gymnastics, whatever, you know, and you're getting them the best education. You're making sure that they got that income coming in so that they can have the money to do the, the recreation and the things that, that maybe you didn't get to do or yeah. you know, all of that. You know, you, you want the best for your child. But there comes a day when all of that means nothing. Absolutely. And the thing that will stand forever is them knowing Jesus. Amen. Uh, so take heed, parents. I really, really want to stress this. Take heed to your child knowing yes. who Jesus Christ is. Yes, Amen. Because in the end, the best 401k, the best pension, the best retirement, <laughs> uh, you know, the best home they can have, that means nothing. When it when the grave comes, it does it. Yeah, it has no worth. Amen. Amen. You know, and and this isn't. Uh, you you almost feel like this is some and some kind of like a a new discovery or a new message, but it's not. You know, this mm-hmm. is this is still the word of God that has always been. You know, this mm-hmm. is the only foundation that we can truly build on. Uh, maybe it's just that now you're finally in a place that you're able to hear this word and you're able to hear this instruction from God through his word. It's not our opinions or our thoughts. These are the truths that we find in God's word. You can look those things that are eternal. Jesus spoke of those are the things that are not seen and those things that are temporal. Those are the things that we can see. And often the things that we work for today, you know, you, you want to do those things. And I know we have to work to eat. Uh, well, sure. You know, that that's just a given. Uh, or you ought to work to eat. <laughs> uh, the Bible <laughs> says that a man that don't work shouldn't eat, right? Yeah, and I know right. there's eat situations. We're not going to travel down that road tonight. But <laughs> Yeah, that'd be another conversation. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. another night we can go down that road. But uh, I'll tell you, I, I'm trusting in the work that Christ performed for all of us. And, and if we can get on that track, if we can get started there, then man, what a, what a future we could have as a people uh, mm-hmm. to to know that ourselves right, and, and you get that too. I, I don't mean to bounce so, back and forth so much here on rabbit trails, but a lot of times there are parents that maybe don't personally have a relationship with Christ, but desire their child to have that relationship. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and really the best example that the the best instruction that can be given to that child is the life that you live as a parent uh Amen. It, it's the instruction that you give day to day it and and i tell you i could not imagine trying to be a parent and train up a child and instruct them in this world without christ living in my heart because I, I, mean, go ahead funny that you mentioned that because after i get saved you know i told that story and uh uh, Carol talks about getting your license and stuff. And that's when I kind of turned away from God. Uh, went through a spell in my life where I kind of turned away. I was doing, doing uh-huh. things that I probably shouldn't have been and not proud of, uh, most definitely. But, uh, uh, you know, I, it comes along, I get married and I have a kid. And as this kid's growing and things, I, I start thinking, man, I really need to get this kid in church. Really uh-huh. need to get this kid in church. Yeah. And that's when I started back to church. God opened some doors, and uh, that's when I started back to church. But <laughs> looking back at that, I thought I was doing something for my kid by taking him to church. Little did I know 
God was working some things <laughs> on me, you know. Yeah, it, it was. Just, uh, it, it wasn't just for Dylan. It wasn't just for my kid. It, it was for me. Uh, I needed it just as much as he did. Isn't so. it awesome when you have them moments where you kind of stand back and, and turn and look back at what God's done in your life <laughs> and what you thought was happening at the time yeah. turns out to be that that was totally different than what you yeah. thought it was. I was actually <laughs> yeah. doing something else, and it was for you. Yeah, yeah. We serve an awesome I'm, God, man. We do. We do. We serve an awesome God. I'm sitting here listening. I'm listening to you and Adam talk about the love you have for your kids, you know, the things that, that you want for your children. And I'm thinking you know, that love that y'all have ain't nothing compared to the love that God, the father has for us. Amen. Cause as, at this point, we, you know, we've all three shared our stories and we became part of God's family. Yeah. And God is our father. And now, and we've, we talked about this, you know, you and Chuck are my brothers. Yeah. yeah. We're now family. Yeah. yeah. Amen. You know, I, I, I thought about the, um, when I was overseas or when I was in Texas, how exciting it was to talk to somebody and find out that they was a Christian. Have y'all ever done that? Like being someplace out of town and come across somebody who knows Jesus. Yeah. You get to talking to them and it's exciting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you find out that they're, they're family they're yeah. Brother, yeah. or your, yeah. your sister, you know, depending there, there's been times uh, in the workplace that I've come across people, different people that, uh, just in a little bit of conversation, it's almost like you can recognize the spirit that lives within them. <laughs> and that we're of that same fold or we're of that same family because of the type of language that they use because well honestly just no better way to describe it than to say the love that's coming forth out of their heart because out of the abundance of the heart the bible said the mouth speaketh so yeah. what i'm saying is you come in contact with these people and it don't take too awful long if someone is not just a follower of christ but one who uh is a light for him it don't take long to realize that that's the case and it is exciting it's exciting to run into someone that you can share jesus with uh and it's not yeah. often it's not often that that that's happens true. anymore and and i think that's why we kind of tend to get a little excited i think so yeah, yeah. but god's got a big family amen a, a lot of people yeah yeah but yet there's a whole lot of other people that don't know him mm -hmm. and you know as through the years when i've read through the bible this is what struck me if you're not a child of god bible teaches us that you're a child of the devil and i guess maybe before i got saved um i knew that in the back of my mind you know who am i serving am i serving god or am i serving the devil mm -hmm. and i didn't I, I guess I had to choose what side I was going to be on. Yeah. And I wanted to be on the right side. Yeah. Amen. I think about what Jesus done for me. I asked Adam, uh, we had a verse there in Romans chapter five and verse 12, uh, that, uh, I was just thinking about today. And, and here's what that verse says. It says, wherefore, as by one man's sin, this was speaking to Adam. This is going back to the very first man as by one man's sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men yeah. for all have sinned. Amen. Now, that hits hard. That it hits does. home yeah. when, when it says that because the very first man sinned, when he had children, that sin that was passed along. It also says that the end result is death. All right. Now, see, I need to be saved from that. I need to be saved from death. Right. Amen. When it says that all men have sinned for all have sinned. And when I hear that, I know that I wasn't excluded from that. Yeah. And that the end result was going to be death. Yeah. And, and that I needed saving. I needed Jesus. Yeah. We got a lot to rejoice in. A lot oh, to shout. We out. do. Yeah. We do. Uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's a really tough, I'm going to say that's a really tough pill to swallow. Uh, is to be told that you're wrong mm -hmm. you know and, and i'm yeah. telling you man for for me 
uh, that's one of the toughest things for me to hear is that I'm wrong because I want to believe that I'm right. <laughs> and if you think that I'm wrong, I want to show you how that I am right. <laughs> a lot of times, you know, and, and I think that that's the way a lot. It's not just me. All right. So I, I hope that uh, we're all honest enough to admit that I'm not the only one who feels that way. And I'm not just talking about the three of us, but I'm talking about anyone who's listening to this. Uh, we I all want what, to be I don't right. Know what you're talking about. You don't know what I'm talking about? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I guess we know what father yeah. you're serving. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> no, I, 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 it's, it's tough. It's tough. You don't want to admit that fault. You right. don't want to admit that you're lacking. And I think of this. There was a rich young ruler that came to Jesus one time. You can read about in God's word. He came to Jesus and he talked to him about what all. This was a man who felt that he was right. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. he felt like he had done everything right. He came to Jesus. And I'm paraphrasing here just to tell you about it. But he, he came to him lacking. And he knew that he was lacking because he came to Jesus and he said, good master, uh, you know, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And Jesus looked at him and he said, why call me good? There's none good save God, right? Mm -hmm. God's the only one that's good. But he asked him, he said, what can I do? And he said, well, keep the commandments. And and this young man said, well, I've done that. You know, I've, and this man, I mean, he, he had a lot of things in his possession, a lot of things in this world. He was very prosperous, right? So uh, he said, I've done that. I, I've, I've kept the commandments, you know, or, or he asked him which, you know, and, and he said, uh, you know, to love you, your, your brother, love God and love your brother, love your mother. And, and I've kept all these commandments, all of them I've kept from my youth up. And he looked at him and he still had a question. He said, what lack I yet? So this young man, he felt as though he was right. He had done everything right according to the law, according to the word. I've done everything I'm supposed to. I've checked it off the list. I'm good, but what am I missing? And Jesus said, if you want eternal life, just go and sell everything that you've got and come and, and give it to the poor and come and follow me. Mm. And you can read there in scripture where this young man, he went away sorrowful. The Bible said for great was his possessions, this, this yeah. man's possessions and what he had worked for and all of his right and all of what he believed himself to be had taken precedence over what Jesus had instructed him to do. And, and one of the first things that we've got to do, one of the first things we've got to get rid of when we come to God, if we're going to come to God humble and submit ourselves to him, if we're going to have salvation, one of the first things that has to go is that pride oh yeah that yeah. pride that's in our heart to think that well i've done this right i've done that right you're telling me that god's going to punish me even though i've done all this good uh there's none of us good and uh -huh. it's not about how good you can be it's about the sacrifice that christ made it's about the love that god showed to you and i by allowing his son we're, we were talking about our children and how much good we want for them you think about the love that God had for you and I to allow his only son yeah. to give his life. Yeah. I, it's tough for me to say. I can't imagine that kind of love that it would require for me to offer one of my children up for someone else and for their wrongdoing. Mm -hmm. That's that's a lot to comprehend. But I'll tell yeah. you, it's a joy and it's a privilege to know in your heart that we serve a God that loves us that much that he would allow his son to do that for us right yeah. amen so i tell you if we can if we can get that pride if we can get that part of it gone if we can just let go of that and focus on jesus and what he has to offer that's another thing too i think i'm trying not to go over and go too long here but you know i think one of the things that hinders us from salvation often is the thought of what we would have to give up in order to obtain it yeah you know, there's, there's a lot of people that feel like they would have to give up too much in order for them to live that Christian life. That's a lot of what I went through. You know, I was, when I was young, I'm a teenager, mm -hmm. you know, what the things that I'm going to have to give up, I'm going to have to give up fun. Well, I tell you what, I didn't know what fun was to come to know That's Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, it, uh, and there's just so much there. It, it was another verse that I'd ask Adam to pull up Ephesians 2.8. I wanted to make sure we shared this uh, before we yeah. we started wrapping things up here in just a little bit. But I, this whole thing that we're talking about getting saved, 
uh, one, there's nothing you can bring to the table because Amen. you have nothing to give. Amen. You're guilty. That's what you are. And you deserve death. Now, I know that sounds harsh, but that's what the Bible tells us, mm-hmm. that the penalty for sin is death. And I've, I've heard people say this, well, you know what? If there, if God is God, then he wouldn't send nobody to hell. Let me just tell you something. God does not want anyone to go to hell. Amen. That place was prepared for the devil and his angels. That's the truth. But the sentence has already been given. You are guilty and the penalty is death. So it's not that God's sending you there. The sentence is already done. The judgment has already been there. Now, I don't say that to scare anybody, but I just I, I want to share a reality. Here, here in this verse, this verse here really spoke to me through the years because you try to put this thing called salvation, being saved uh, into view to understand it. Here's what it says. It says in Ephesians 2.8, for by grace, well, what is grace? Grace is given. This is God giving me something that I don't deserve. Yeah. For by grace are you saved. Okay, so now God's given me something that I don't deserve. What do I don't deserve? I don't deserve life. You know, the, I, I've got death sentence pronounced on me. I'm, I'm on death row before I know Jesus. So now God's given me something by grace that I don't deserve. And that, that's what saves me. God's given me life. And it says, for by grace are you saved through faith. What's faith? Well, faith is believing. Faith is believing God, believing what he said. Uh, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth, what's faith? It's believing. Whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's what he's giving you. He's giving you life. So for by grace are you saved through, just imagine you going through a a tunnel or through a door. Let's, Let's say it's a door. For by grace are you saved through what? Faith, through belief, believing God. And here's the key, and that not of yourself. You can't do it. We can't. It is a gift of God. It's a gift, just like a birthday gift, a Christmas gift. God gives you a gift, and he's got it right now. All you've got to do is take it. Yeah. But what good is a gift if you don't open it? It's still wrapped up. You don't know what's inside. (laughs) But it's a gift. It's something given you. And let me read that verse nine. It says, not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2, 9 said, it's not a works, lest any man should boast. So it's nothing I can do. I can't work for it. If I did work for it, I'd brag about it. I'd take pride in it. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) It's a gift that God has given. Amen. And he gave it to Adam. He give it to Chuck. He give it to Freddie. He give it to me. Yeah, uh, it's a gift of God. I didn't yeah. earn it. I didn't work for it. I don't deserve it. Amen. It was given to me. And what is it? What is the gift? You open it up, and it's life. It's the opposite of the penalty that's pronounced on me. Yeah, and that it's that simple. It's a gift. Take the gift, open it, accept it. Yeah, God's given it to you, and He's offering it to every man, woman, child out there today. Amen. All you got to do is receive it. We overcomplicate yeah. things a lot of times, don't oh, we? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, we, we, can, we can cobble something up. We can cobble <laughs> up a mess out of something in a hurry. Oh, that's true. Uh, quicker yeah. quicker than you can bat an eye, I think. But uh, God did. He He made it very, very simple. Uh, and it, it's very plain that uh, that we can't earn it. You can't earn yeah. salvation. I'm thankful. I'll say tonight, man, I'm very thankful for the gift that God's provided to you and I and the whole world through his son. I'll tell you, we, we serve a an amazing, a loving, yes. a holy, a worthy of praise God. Yes, uh, we did. I, I'm looking forward to a day and a place that Jesus has gone to prepare for you and I. Uh, isn't it amazing to know that anyone who has accepted this gift has been given the right to the tree of life, and, and mm. they'll spend an eternity in heaven in the presence of the lord in a place that he's going to prepare for you and i and this place isn't one where there's any sickness any sorrow any heartache any any cancer any struggles of any kind but this is a place that eye hath not seen ear hath not heard neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that the lord has in store for those that love him 
I'm Amen. looking forward to a day where that we can say goodbye to this old world and all the things that yes. we see with these fleshly eyes that are temporal. I've got my ticket. <laughs> I've got my ticket and yeah. I'm able to get on board. And it's all because of the blood that Jesus shed for me. Yes, yeah. it is. And I hope as you're listening tonight, tomorrow, later on, whether it be through the stream, through uh, our YouTube channel that we've started up, whether you might be listening to the podcast that we're firing up, whatever, whatever means that you're hearing this, I pray that if Jesus speaks to your heart, don't turn him away. Don't no, run sure. from him. If he gives you an opportunity to accept him as your personal savior, call out to him. Don't run from him, run to him, and he'll meet you. He'll meet you there. You draw nigh to him, and he's going to draw nigh to you. Yeah. Uh, he came seeking to save that which is lost. That was the purpose of Christ coming into this world. He wants to That's save right. you. He, want, he, he came for you that he might Amen. save your soul and give you life eternal absolutely we've got a gift and i'm thankful for it i'm grateful for uh everyone who's chose to join in with us tonight and, and take part as carol shares his story and uh as we've just discussed things openly and and talked about the goodness of the lord and and talked about his word it's it's been a privilege man i appreciate you is there anything that you have that you'd like to add before we close it out tonight <clears throat> I got one Bible verse I need to share. The Lord put it on my heart. This was uh, come from my Bible app. I get a verse of the day from my Bible app. And, uh, it's 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. He come to this, to this earth sinless. Uh, that's something that we can't accomplish. That's right. But he was sent to do that for us. It says that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So it's through and by him that we have a way to heaven. Uh, it's nothing that we can do. And I'm thankful for that free gift, that free Amen. gift that we've got. So. Amen. And because of that, I can say I love you, brothers. Yes. And I love everyone out there who, who names the name of Jesus, your family. Yeah. That's right. Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. What a privilege. What a privilege to be counted as one of this fold yeah uh, be counted as heirs and join heirs <laughs> we're, we're about to inherit uh a kingdom that we never earned mm -hmm. never earned isn't that something yeah what a gift yeah, i appreciate you sharing that verse chuck uh for he has made stuff. him to be sin for us god put him in a place to where jesus could take on all of our wrong yeah you know, all of our mistakes, God knew, God knew, Jesus knew that we couldn't earn our way. We couldn't be good enough. And because of that, he took it on for us. He said, I know they can't do it, but I ask that you forgive them. Huh. Isn't that something to think that Christ asked for God to forgive us? He said, for they know not what they do. Mm. Amen. Wow. I'm thankful tonight for the forgiveness. Boy, just how good yeah. God is. That Amen. we can be forgiven, we can be redeemed, that we can be made clean even though we're filthy. We can be washed whiter than snow. Yeah. <laughs> God can make you right. When you're wrong, God can make you right. Why don't you let him? Why don't you yeah. let him through the blood of Jesus Christ? That's the Amen. only way that you can be made right. If you're lost and you're hearing this, cry out to God. Ask Amen. him to come into your heart. Believe in him. Confess him with your mouth. And you can have eternal life. You can be saved. And that's your heart's desire. It'll be the best thing you ever do, I promise Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Well, man, I appreciate you. Everyone that's watching, everyone that's listening, I appreciate you. We love you. Yes, we do. And we pray that God continues to work in your heart and in your life if he has spoke to your heart. Here's what I pray. I'm going to close. I'm going to hush. I don't want to be that preacher that closes for an hour. <laughs> but, but I'm going to say, if God has planted a seed in your heart... I pray that that seed takes root and I pray that it grows and flourishes and God moves in your life in a mighty way. Amen. Uh -huh. Don't run from him. If I could yeah. offer you any advice, it would be to not run from God, but run to him. You'll be so yeah. glad that you did. 
we thank you we appreciate you and we love you and we're going to end it here and we'll say see you lord willing next thursday at 9 p.m eastern we'll be yep. right here if it's the lord's will until then god bless you and we love you love you love you